Hello, thank you for joining me today for Give Him 15. And the title of today's post is The Price of Ignorance. Satan takes advantage of our ignorance, which the following verse reveals. So that no advantage be taken of us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. 2 Corinthians 2.11 The context of the verse is forgiveness and bitterness, but a general and very important principle is also revealed. Let's analyze the verse more closely. The word ignorant is from the Greek word agnoeo, which means to be without knowledge or understanding of. Our English word agnostic is derived from this word. Technically, an agnostic is not a person unsure if they believe in God, though we now use the word primarily in that way. Actually, an agnostic is one who is ignorant or without understanding of any given subject. We also get our word ignore from the same root. In this verse, we are urged not to ignore or be an agnostic without understanding where the devil is concerned. Interesting. Schemes is from the word noema, which literally means a thought. The verse is saying, don't be without understanding of the way Satan thinks. However, noema also came to mean plans, schemes, plots, devices, because these things originate in our thoughts. For greater insight, let's insert all of these concepts into the verse. Don't be without understanding of the way Satan thinks and operates, his plans, plots, schemes, and devices. There is also a subtle promise in this command since God says we're not to be ignorant of Satan's plans and schemes, he is obviously willing to teach us how he operates and, when necessary, even supernaturally reveal them to us. God doesn't want us to be caught off guard. But what happens if we are unaware of Satan's schemes? The verse tells us he will take advantage of us. Advantage is derived from pleonecteo, which is a compound word meaning literally to have or hold the greater portion. Let me say that again. Have or hold the greater portion. Pleon means the greater part. Echo means have or hold put the two together, have or hold the greater portion. It's easy to see why this is a word for covet. You want the bigger portion. You want to hold the bigger portion. It also means overreach. You overreach so you can get the biggest portion. 
In boxing, the person who has the longer reach holds the advantage and usually gets in more blows. The word pleonecteo is also translated make a gain. Satan makes a lot of gains on those who are unaware of his ways. The Greek scholar Bullinger says pleonecteo means to make a prey of or to defraud. Let's put all of these definitions together. To the degree we are ignorant of the way our adversary thinks and operates, of his plans, plots, schemes, devices, to that degree, he will gain on us, prey on us, defraud us of what is ours and have or hold the greater portion. Wow, ignorance ain't good. An obvious question is, he will gain the greater portion of what? The answer would include many things, our jobs, marriages, families, communities, money, government, nation, and more. In the 1960s and 70s, the church in America was without an understanding agnoeo, ignorant of Satan's plans, and he took the greater portion of our educational system. The same could be said of our government and much more in our nation. The church was asleep, unaware of what Satan was doing, and he grabbed the bigger portion of American society and culture, the demise has been shocking. Paul was taken advantage of in 1 Thessalonians 2.18. Satan made a gain on him in the ongoing war over the spreading of the gospel. The verse says, for Paul, Paul said this, for we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, more than once. And yet Satan thwarted us. We know Paul won more battles than he lost. He was human, however, and at times Satan succeeded in thwarting his plans. He said more than once on going to these people. The verse does not, not say God changed his mind about where he wanted Paul to travel. It clearly says, Satan hindered him. Those who believe Satan can do nothing except what God allows, and therefore we can simply ignore him, should rethink their position. God does not ignore the devil, and neither should we. And Satan certainly does a lot of things God does not directly allow him to do. The Lord established the laws and principles governing the earth, sowing and reaping, cause and effect, 
the free will of humans, etc. And we humans implement those principles. Ignorance of them can be costly. Hosea 4, 6, people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The good news is that God created a movement also in the 60s and 70s in which he restored the five-fold ministry gift of teachers in the, to the church. Simultaneously, the outpouring of Holy Spirit taking place created a great hunger for God's word. The two met and the results were explosive. Churches moved from preaching only to teaching the word of God. Revelation increased in the teacher and the student. Bible schools sprang up. The word began to be taught on television, radio. Training conferences were birthed. And Bible studies took place, Bible studies took place in homes. Scores of teaching books were written and thousands of messages were listened to by millions of people on cassette tapes. The body of Christ isn't fully mature by any stretch of the imagination, but the hungry have grown tremendously in the last 50 years. Many believers are now well armed with spiritual weapons, dangerous to the powers of darkness. We will not be taken advantage of and duped as easily as we once were. God is about to put what he has taught us to work. We will disciple people and nations, teaching the principles of God's kingdom. We will walk in his ways at levels not seen in centuries. We will reveal the fullness of Christ. In the earth, we will reveal the fullness of Christ in the earth. Ephesians 4, 13. All the earth is waiting anxiously for this manifestation of the mature sons and daughters of God. Romans 8, get ready, it's coming. Let's pray. Father, just as you warned our ignorance of Satan and his thinking, schemes and plans has been very costly. He has certainly taken advantage of us and gained the bigger portion of America. He outmaneuvered the church and overpowered unbelievers. A generation of Americans has been swept into darkness. Yet, you are the God of resurrection power, the God of grace and the giver of mercy your mercy triumphs over judgment and your power triumphs over the serpent. You love to redeem and restore. You're the great physician, the giver and sustainer of life, the friend of sinners and the lover of humankind. And you, 
as all of these are coming to America. So we boldly appeal to you for this. Come with strength and power. Blow like a rushing mighty wind. Fall like the rain, flow like a river. Do this for the poor and the rich, for all races, in the cities and in the country, among the young and old. Come and heal this nation of the serpent's bite. Free us from his deception and blindness, his lust and perversions, his hatred and murder. Come to this nation quickly and come with awesome power. In Jesus' name, we pray this and we believe it. Amen. And our decree, we decree that the serpent has bruised America's heel, but through the victory of Calvary, we shall crush his head. Amen. Well, today's post was adapted from my book, Watchman Prayer, published by Baker Books in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you've had a good week and have a wonderful weekend. And I have some very important plans and teachings to release next week. Hope you can join me then. See you later.